0: Sunday school lesson this morning is the little foxes in your vineyard. The little foxes in your vineyard. Your vineyard is where you live in your everyday life. Your life is surrounded by different livings that make up your circle sometimes we have so much going on from day to day that we lose track of all the things that is pulling at us requiring our attention when you take a close look at what's drawing most attention you might find out it's to get get you off course things that would keep you from doing the good that you would and draw your attention on stuff that you can do without. They are known as little foxes that spoils your band, the things, that, the things that interfere with your walk with God and cause you to fall out of fellowship with others. See, the, the little things that we think that uh, uh, is just so, so small and minute, it has a tendency to overflow in other areas. So you don't just come short or messed up in one spot and then it just stay there. But it's just like a cancer. It grows and spreads over to other parts of your life. Mm. So we go through our everyday life, we pay little attention to some of the things such as anger, words we use, backbiting, those big and little lies that we think that is insignificant, and a host of other bad habits. So then it brings us to what it causes is a lack of Fellowship. Amen. This is one of the main inside problems we have among church members. And that's getting along with one another. Amen. We don't understand that that's a big tool in the hands of the enemy. It's bad to develop hate in the house instead of love. The lack of fellowship will cause division among the congregation. Real love and concern will be missing, which makes a strong bond among the people. If you are not careful, you will become a wedge in the hands of the enemy. What are you saying? The devil will find you to be a tool that he can use. The lack like of fellowship among members tears the house down from the inside. Ain't nothing like being a termite in the house of God. Come on, somebody. A termite, he, he eats at the structure. He, he eats at those things that cause the house to stand. Amen. And when he get full, he go and get somebody else to come and get some of it. He don't just come by himself. He bring a host of his family. Cousins and aunties and everybody get a piece of the wood. Hey Amen. You become a termite in the house of God and a fox eating your vine. You know it's bad when the saint of God can't come together at a common table to break bread together. That's a sign that your mind is in trouble. Isn't you know that, Ronnie? The thing that we ought to be able to get along at is and that one thing, that's eating. When you start falling out over eating, guess what? There's some issues going on in your life. Come on, somebody. Bread too hard. Huh <laughs> Said put it on three minutes, it's so gonna be hard, ain't it? That's a good one. Let's go to Hebrew chapter ten. Verses twenty four through twenty five. Are we there? Verses 24 through 25. You got to praise the Lord. The verse says. Wait a minute. Let us consider just yourself. But let us consider one another. Give attention and care to watch over one another. To provoke them to love and the good works. And the 25th verse says. Not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together. As the matter of some is. But exalt one another. And such more the more. You see the day approaching. Now. The word provoke. Here it means. To stir up. In a positive way. It's easy to stir someone to anger or hatred. You know, you don't have a problem doing that. But when it gets down to provoking somebody to love, you got to put some work in it. Did y'all hear that? But it takes much more to stir up someone to love and of good works. Amen. To stir somebody up the good works, you cannot sow discord. Uh, y'all hear that one. You cannot sow your own opinion. Because the kingdom of God is not based on your opinion. Come on now. You got to bring forth what the word of God says. Not what you say. Too often we want to give folks what we say and bypass the scriptures. Then he says, "Not forsaking the assembly of yourself." This involves far more than just attendance. It involves the entire worship of Christ. And is an outward indication of an inner condition. You can be in the church, but not in the church. Did y'all hear that one? You can be in the building, and your mind is somewhere else. Worship and service can be going on, and you're just out of sort with it. And guess what? You are just a bad pill in the house of God Why? Because you cannot allow yourself to be assembled together If praise and worship is going on Everybody ought to be assembled together for praise and worship If prayer is going on Everybody ought to be together Assembled together for prayer Come on somebody Um, I'm kind of reminded when Peter was thrown in jail and the Bible says that they were all in one place praying. They were praying to the point to where when God shook up Peter smocked him on his side Chain fell off, told him to put your shoes on and let's get ready to travel. And they went through from one ward to the other ward. And then when they got to the outer ward, the gates flew open by themselves. And Peter thought that he was still dreaming that, that he was being released from jail when it was a reality. And by time he found out that it was a reality that the angel of the Lord had came and, and, and freed him out of prison. Then he got to the house where the saints of God was praying. When he got to the house where the saints of God was praying, there was a dentist called Rhoda. She come to the door because she heard a knock at the door. And when she got to the door and and looked out and saw that it was Peter, she was so excited, she forgot to let Peter in. She ran and told everybody else, hey, Peter at the door knocking. They all praying. And she said, Peter at the door knocking. She said, girl, you crazy. That Peter ain't had no door knocking. That must have been an angel you saw. Said, now it's Peter at the door. They went to the door and there Peter is. What are you saying? They had banded together to pray on one accord. They had banded together to pray for Peter. Wow. Wow. That's something we all think about. Think about that. They banded together to pray for Peter. Wait a minute. What if when there is a situation, circumstance, sickness in somebody's life and if the church Can band together, we might get an answer from God. Come on, somebody. If James is sick and we band together to pray for James, ain't no point in you trying to stop and discuss why James is sick. He's sick. What difference does it make? Why? What we need to do is get an answer from God. Amen. Now, you may, uh, you had your hand up. Yes, if we band together on one accord with God. One accord is one thing, being on one accord with God is another thing. We can be on one accord with one another and be hellish. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but to be on one accord with God is what it's gonna take. Amen. When you look, when you when you examine this thing as a, a, as a car, as a motor in a car, all the pistons in that motor is on one accord. That car can't go off them <laughs> let one piston do this here. And the other one's trying to run their car. There's going to be some power loss. Come on, somebody. And if you do that too many times and go through the firewall of the car, guess what? Now motor is lost. So you just got a pretty car that ain't going nowhere. Huh? Don't don't let the church be a pretty building and ain't going nowhere. Because the people of God don't be on one accord. So it is very important that everybody is in place. Did y'all hear that? Well, the assembling of God's people provides opportunity to encourage one another. Opportunity. Don't let opportunities pass you back. Don't let opportunities for you to do something for God, for the kingdom of God, and you let it pass you back. Come on, somebody. You might not get another season. You got to have, when you get an opportunity to carry someone, strengthen someone, and to stir them up for others to gain. You know, the Holy Ghost says, Stir up the guilt that is in you huh? by the laying on a hand. So guess what? That tells me somebody needs to stir you up. Somebody needs to cause you to catch on fire. If you don't assemble yourself together in the house of God, you ain't got no reason to catch a fire. Why? Because you out there in the devil's world, and you out there don't want to come to the house of God, then you tell yourself, "Well, if I can just get up and get there, guess what he do? He pours a bucket of water on you, put your little smoking fire out." Then you find every reason to stay at home. No way, ain't going. I gotta, I gotta migrate. As soon as church starts, your migrate, stop. You just been hook wing. Come on, somebody. Amen. It consists of participation in worship and fellowship. As the believer, we must be forbearing, forgiving toward his fellow church member that we bring us together as a true Christian. Oh, Barry, participating. Participation. You know, sometimes we can't we can't get into worshiping unless it is our testimony. Uh, we, can't, we can't seem to muster up a praise when God is doing something in somebody else's life. You ought to be glad God doing something for somebody. It might rub off on you. Come on now. You ought to be glad when God is elevating somebody else. That might be the person that's going to bring you up. Amen. So guess what? That tells me we got this little fox that we got, the cheek eating in our vine. You got to stop letting the devil play with your mind. You got to let him stop playing with your mind with envy. You got to let him stop playing with your mind with hatred. Come on now. Amen. Stuff that we think that doesn't matter, that little stuff adds up. Come on now. They're the enemy. James, he don't use a chainsaw because it makes too much noise. When he come to your vine and he uses a hand saw. Something he can cut every nine days. And you know by the time he get halfway through it, your vine ain't got weak. By the time you ain't got weak, guess what? It don't take nothing but a blow to push you over. Come on now. Because you done been letting him saw on you all this time with this little stuff. What you going to do when the big stuff come? Wow. We ought to be able to we ought to be able to worship and serve God while we have an opportunity. Yeah. Because when the opportunity is taken away, you might be left to yourself to worship God. Wow. And if you can't worship God in the atmosphere uh, of, the, of the atmosphere of being assembled together, you sure ain't gonna be able to do it by yourself. Come on, Come on somebody. So, let's go. So now, you must realize that it's more than just building assembly. you got to assemble in the building to be able to worship God.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you don't assemble in the building, then you tell God, I don't feel like worshiping you today. My Lord. I don't feel like hearing you today. What would God what you gonna say when you get to call it on God? He said, I don't feel like hearing you today so the He said, Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Don't overlook this. It's vital to you in the upcoming time. Because your assembling together brings forth strength. Your assembling together. That's not God's order. Come on now. Don't neglect. As believer. Now if you're not a believer you can't. But he said as a believer. Don't neglect. Now. Let me tell you this. If you do. That fox. Is chewing on your veins. Come on, somebody. If you do what the Word of God, if you don't do what the Word of God said, do, then that fox is chewing on your vine. Keep that in mind. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. So don't think because it's small that it don't matter. Come on, somebody. I give you, uh, I give you a, give you a, a, a picture of that. Who in here likes eating an apple with a great big old rotten spot on it? Huh? Come on, somebody. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Hey, Amen. Right. You, you 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 get a you get a banana and it's all brown and you try to search through it to find something in it to do it to eat. You just want to trash that banana. Come on, somebody. So guess what? That's what happens to your spirit. Woo. That when you don't do what God said do, you get a rotten spot. Woo. And when you get too rotten, ain't nothing left for God to do but to trash you. Come on now. So guess what? Now you understand why Paul said you gotta have a push, you gotta have a press. If you don't press, you going to get a right spot. If you don't press, guess what? Your mind is gonna start telling you that you can afford not to go today. You can't never afford not to be in the presence of God. Come on down. Come on, somebody. Go to Hebrew chapter twelve. Uh-huh. Maybe some of y'all little foxes might be about to have your vine that said timber already. You need to be you, you. You need God to do some repair. Come on, somebody, you need God to help you to grow some new roots so you can be stable, so you can have some stability, amen. Hebrew 12 verses one and two says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which beset us and let us run with patience the race that is said before. Hold it up on that. Unnecessary weights uh-huh. uh, Might not be sin, but it keeps you out of the house of God and it creates sin. huh? Uh, because you know what it does? It creates disobedience to the word of God. Uh-huh. Something else it creates. It creates a sign of God To be lazy and unfaithful. That's what weight do. Weights will cause you to put everything on your agenda before God's agenda. That's a weight. And that weight will cause you to go off into disobedience. Unfaithfulness. Verse 2 says. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Wait a minute. The one that endured the cross. What if he had on the back of God, that these folks ain't worth dying for. My Lord. What if he thunder the back to God? I ain't feeling it today, God. Woo. Let them get on the cross for themselves. Lord. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. But guess what? You ain't. He, he never did say, I ain't feeling it, God. I'm going on and I'm going to die for him. And good God almighty, he died for him And then we can't assemble ourselves together to remember what he did for us. Oh. I'm
1: being
0: the first to tell you, ain't no shortcuts to glory. The great cloud of witness are heroes of the faith. They went through some stuff. They They endured what they had to go through. Come on now. Referring to simply those who testify or witness to their living and running the race of faith. Faith calls you to run. Faith calls you to come. Faith calls you to hold up the bloodstained banner. Huh? call you to keep on calling on God when you don't even feel like calling on him. When you can't even find a reason to call. You keep calling on God to God move in and then you can say now God I feel it. Yeah. Huh? Now God I know I got a reason to keep on running. Now God I know what you're doing in me. That you're keeping me energized by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Running this race laying aside every weight. Then says some of them. You got to lay aside every weight. Ah, some of you is too heavy. Some of you is dragging too much baggage along with you. Some of you can't run the race because your agenda is different from God's agenda. That which weigh you down the excessive issues in your life that keep you from being a true worshiper of God. We got to get out of being a sometime worshiper. Come on now. God told us in his his word, Love the Lord thou God with all thy mind, with all thy heart, and with all thy soul. And you keep trying to give him pieces of it. It may not be sin directly But the problem That may cause you To sin against God May cause you Not to be able To run the race of faith Knocking you down From your faithfulness Come on now Heaven Auntie might not be a sin but what time do auntie want you to help her? May cause you to be out of the race. When it's time to go to church, I don't care who needs some help. May the Lord keep you
1: until I get out. We'll run
0: to auntie before we'll run to hypothetically. Come on now. Or whatever caused you to keep running from God instead of to God. Amen. Some things you got to put on hold. Some facts you got to put on hold. That's come, look, them little foxes come now, knock you out of your faith. Yes,
1: yes.
0: Come on now. Anybody that know anything about boxing, A jab might not knock you out, but a many of them will sure make you hurt, one in the they? They'll set you up for the big one, won't they? Won't won't, 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 won't them home. They'll jab and they'll jab and they'll jab, and then here come Wally with that overhand left. And then there you go down. You were set up. That little stuff that you think ain't matter and just keep adding up and pounding up and counting and going up and pounding on you and then all of a sudden you get knocked out of the race. Come on now. So you got to watch them little foxes that's causing you to, you gotta watch what causes you to displease God. And that, that, that's the biggest thing that we have right now, is watching that little stuff that causes us to displease God. Come on now. There ain't no point in you talking about what pleases or displeases uh, uh, Pastor Turner. You better watch what displeases God. This race ain't for for past This race is for your eternal life. Well, life. Come, on Come on Pastor, give you a word from the. Oh, I ain't eating it. Huh? News break. That's the same thing they did in the wilderness. That's the same thing they did when Moses was bring them out. I ain't doing it. Him, God talked to me too. Sure do. He tell you to go to hell when you can't talk to, when he, you can't listen to who he's seeing. Come on, somebody. One thing you better remember: you don't remember nothing else. God ain't got. And God is not a two-headed snake, huh? Come on, somebody. God got one head, and everybody have to uh, 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 come to that one head. One leader. One L E A D E R. Come on now. So, my ammunition to you is watch that little fox that had you running your mouth. Did y'all hear that one? Saying what you're going to do and what you ain't going to do. If it was for you to do, you better find yourself doing it. Come on now. You might not see the results today, but you don't know what it's going to be tomorrow. And you, and you know what? You might not see the results in you, but what about your children? You might not see the results today, but what about in your wife or in your husband? God going to get the results that he's looking for. Come on, somebody. You got to put off the entangling past participation in your sins. Twist it together or caught in what you were once delivered from. It's easy. When you don't don't strive to keep up your fellowship with God, if you don't strive to keep up your prayer life, it's easy to get tangled back in what God delivered you out of. A little bit don't hurt, but after a while, a little bit gets a little bit more. And a little bit more gets a little bit more. And next thing you know, guess what? You out there on a limb. Wow. Come on now. You must run with patience. Yeah. Patience, patience, We yeah. have a problem with having patience waiting on God. Saints of God... As much as you've been in the book, you ought to be to develop some patience on how to wait on God. God don't fix your prayer. You try to put legs on it and fix it yourself. Come on, somebody. And make matters even worse. Come on now. Then before God can really get to your prayer, now He you, He got to straighten up what you've messed up, and then you want to know why is it taking you so long, God? You know what God all time about? Where's your faith awaiting on me patiently? Come on now, He may not and He will not come when you want it, but He will be on time. Come on somebody, you know we, we as saints of God, we got a tendency, it would have been good if you had put a back on it, Then I wouldn't be wet, my Lord, we are uh, children of God, we got it bad, that when we are praying to God and we think that we can get God's attention by stopping and talking about, right now, God, right now. Father, okay. who are you talking to? Father, do you know who you are requiring of? Do you know who I am? You don't talk to God like a command. We got a problem of trying to talk to God like a command. Let's start saying pretty please. Uh, ask God, do you, do you, do God, do I need to put some sprinkles on top of this, this prayer? Do, do you like ice cream, God? Can I give you something, God, that you like? And you know what God like? God like you asking Him by faith. Not by command. You can't command God to do nothing. Come on now. Please Lord. Huh? David had right. Please Lord wash me. Make me clean. Amen. So watch how. You approach God. Without patience. Because. God got work to do on you. There's some stuff that God still got to bring you up to. huh? Guess what? Because we ain't all what we think we are. Come on now. God said, you still got some little foxes in your van. You still got some little stuff in your crop. Come on somebody. And I got to get it out. Amen. You know... After every procedure, don't the nurse now. The nurse said this, After every procedure or surgery, there is a recovery time. And during that recovery time, you're going to experience some pain. During that recovery time, you're not going to be your old self. You're going to have to go on medication. Come on, somebody. The cancer or the situation may be removed, but the recovery time calls for patience. Am I right about that? You ain't gonna get cut on and then jump out the bed and go running, huh? When God gets to cutting some stuff off you, removing them little foxes, guess what? You gotta have some patience for recovery. Stop being faithless. And start showing God some faithfulness. Yeah. Come on now. Lord, I thank you. <laughs> uh Jane, I, I don't feel like I want to, but oh God, I feel a whole lot better than what I used to. Yeah. Come on, somebody. So, God, I know that you still got some surgery to perform. On me, he still got some surgery to perform on you. Come on, somebody. Say, God, just go ahead and take me down to the to the to the, to the operating table. Huh? Put me, take me down to the Potter's house. Huh? And oh God, mold me. Hello. You'd be surprised what you look like when God gets through molding you. I'm removing some stuff off of you. Come on, somebody. So You got some stuff need to be removed. Amen. And the sad part about it is it's got to be removed before we go to glory. When you get ready to go to glory, you got to be fit for glory. You got to be fit for the kingdom. Come on, somebody. So, here, God got to do some, 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 some surgery. There's still some stuff left. Huh? there's still some self-love in our spirit, there's still some stuff left in our character, it's in our mind, and they need to be refined. You got to be retuned to God's way, not your way. You got to learn some endurance and some persistence to remain in the kingdom of God. <coughs> Sometimes we run good for two, three weeks. After two, three weeks, everything starts start, start, start getting in the way. You got this to do and you got that to do. Come on, somebody. But stop putting God on the back burner. Because one day he's going to put you back there. Amen. It's not nothing that's going on in a saint's life that God would not allow that to accomplish as long as he keep his hand in the hand of God. If there's something I got to do and I'm running all the time, I got a God that can stop time. Yeah. Stop time and get it done. Huh? Put it on hold. If there's anything that can be put on hold, thank you. if there's anything that can be put on hold, God can put it on hold. Am I right
1: about that? Yes, Uh ma'am. In uh, the lack of faithfulness, Uh when we lose our appreciation for the God that we serve, if the way you live can't say, Lord, I owe you, my life then how can we be faithful and see uh, a lot of times when we're walking with God and God you know answers our prayers and you know blesses our life and bring us out of situations and circumstance we tend to take God for granted that you know God you know go automatically do something and what um, I, I found out, especially in this past couple of years with COVID, you know, don't assume anything. Not. You pray about everything <laughs> and you tell God, thank you for everything, mm-hmm. because as time goes on and on, every day we wake up is something different happening in this world. And people in Louisiana are struggling to have electricity and clean drinking water. You know, just a few hours away from us. You know, just the simple things in life that we tend to take for granted because we've always had it. You know, we we, we never, you know, been at this stage in our life where, you know, it's a just a miracle to have clean drinking water. <laughs> it's a miracle to have your health and your strength because so many people are dying not only of COVID, but are other sicknesses and diseases and pestilence that's in the land. And, and, and so sometimes, you know, God has to pull back,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: because, you know, we, we, we get a little blessing and we, you know, we hound the hog and we dancing and we happy and rejoicing, but we have a tendency to forget where God brought us from. And one thing we got to do is don't you forget he always reminded the nation of Israel, don't you forget where I brought you from. You know, no matter how high we get and how blessed we are, we eating grapes off the high vine and we eating good, driving good, living good, and everything is well, but don't you forget the work that God done. And sometimes we have a tendency to forget all the work. That God put into our life. It's God working with us. It ain't because we did nothing. (laughs) It's God that gave us the strength. It's God that gave us the increase. The Bible said he rebuked the devourer for our sake. It wasn't because we were so good. God rebuked the devourer from eating your house. From eating your living up. Come on here. And, And so when you wrote that. I mean it just came off the page to me Mm -hmm. that you know sometimes we get a little lax in our faithfulness to God because we have a tendency not to remember Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to think about the goodness of God and all that he's done you know we want to we just want to well for the right here right now. I think about all of the stages of my life where God done brought me out of some some real horrible pits and some difficult situations. Come on somebody. What God brought me out with a strong and mighty hand and if he did it back then, he can do it again. And it caused my faith to rise up. And when you think about what God has already done, it should cause your faith to rise up and it should cause you to want to even serve the Lord even more because you know he's a good God he's been faithful every day you woke up God has been faithful and he's showered our light with his mercy and with his grace don't you forget what God brought you from I don't care if you already had COVID I don't know what you're finding what you've been dealing with but God is still faithful Woo, yes, Jesus. Ma'am. And so we should be even more faithful. Uh, when we think about how good and faithful he is, it should cause something to rise up on the inside of us.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Say, I want to serve the Lord.
0: Amen. Let the church say amen. 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 If you would go to first Corinthians chapter five, verses six through eleven. have this last passage of scripture that's dealing with the lack of fellowship. Amen. We're going to read verses 6 through 11, then I'll talk a little bit, so we can get down into the next topic. Amen. Let's read, please. Let's start back over. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven. No, 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 my mistake. Let's start back at verse 6. Your glory is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened, but even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covenants, or extortioners, or with idolaters, but there must be need to go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covenant or an idolater or a riler or a drunker or extortioner with such one not to eat. He brought it from the world from the street to the church. Come on somebody. Amen. We got a tendency of feeling that it wasn't Written for the church. But he, he brought it from the street to the church. And guess what? His word remained the same for the street and in the church. Amen. No little sin can uh, be considered an isolated event. It affects the body of Christ and the sin must be purged. Just as it was with the children of Israel. Amen. Amen. When Achan had sinned and took the spoil of the ballot and hid it in his tent, uh-huh. the whole congregation could not move. God told Joshua, When you go out tomorrow, you're going to Marah, you gonna lose the ballot. Now, God, I've been winning battles, but you've had me winning battles all this time. And now you're telling me if I go out tomorrow, I'm going to lose. Yes, because you got somebody in the congregation that is hiding an unclean thing a little living. Living is the whole lump. That little sin or that little infraction that we may consider that was caused by one man was going to cause the nation of Israel to lose a whole war. Good God Almighty. that a mess? So what happened? The goods were, weren't sin but it was disobedient to the word of God. God said don't take anything. Don't take no spoil." Oh, but that was pretty to you. Oh, that cut.
1: to
0: But God saw him. God saw it. Huh? And when God saw him, James, you know we used to be good, they tucking under the coat. Uh, Come on now. What's that little Oh, my arm hurt. Huh? One little well, thing gonna cause up? Now you are not lie because you know your arm wouldn't hurt. Huh? But you're still. There. You're going against what God said, don't do. So then you get to your tent. You go to the far corner. You dig a hole in the far corner. Ain't nobody gonna go back there to the corner of the mud. I'm going to dig the hole and put it in that far corner. Bear it up, put the rug on it. Start back looking righteous. God told Joshua, you got an infraction in the camp. And that infraction has got to be dealt with. That infraction, that little." fox that was on that vine has got to come out. So Joshua said, well, Lord, what you want me to do? I want you to bring the whole nation of Israel. Look, it don't just affect you. I want you to bring the whole nation of Israel before me. One by one. Family tribe by tribe. Family by family. Until we get that fox out of the camp. You imagine how long that took? Twelve tribes of Israel, thousands and thousands of folks, family by family. Now <clears throat> you see why when we think there is an infraction in the house of God, that it don't affect everybody. He had him to pray family by family. I don't know how long it took whether he was on the middle of the family or whether he was on the end of the tribe, but however long it took, it was a long time. And when God got to him, he told Joshua. He didn't tell Achan. He didn't tell his wife. Tell the leader of the tribe. Of of that tribe he came out of. He went straight to Joshua. God sent the man of God straight to you. You get rocks in your job. You get rocks in your job. God trying to save your dumb self. Come Come on somebody. And. When he found him, he tried to give God every little excuse why he took it. I, I thought it was insignificant. I thought it wouldn't matter. It was just a small thing. It wasn't nothing but a little gold. <laughs> you know, y'all downsize stuff. with. You know how we downsize stuff when we got caught wrong? It was just a little bit. God, know what God told Joshua? I want you to take him. I want you to take his wife. I want you to take his children. I want you to take his donkey. <laughs> I want you to take every livestock that he owns. Take them out. Take them down to the rock pile. And I want you to stone them to death. Because I don't want no part of them. You know why I didn't want no part of them? Because a little leaven... Leavened the whole lump. And you be wondering why your family is so messed up. You be wondering why everything is, is upside down in your life. You be wondering why I just can't get it right. Because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. You still got something you're holding on to that God wants you to get rid of. Amen. So it cost the man. The stress was on the nation of Israel. Not just on him. Watch how you stress the church out. Watch how you stress the church out with your attitude. Watch how you stress the church out with your laziness. Watch, watch, watch how you stress the church of the living God. It's going to cost you. Now you see why, when the when the church is standing still and ain't moving, somebody in the house is stressing. It. Uh, somebody in the house is causing the house of God to stand still until we can get that little fox out. It's a little fox running around in the church, huh? That little fox is running around from seat to seat crawling on the seats biting one and then had a uh, you biting on somebody else I read an illustration time is moving on I read an illustration in the book not this one I got another that compared a man's sin for actions and its pollution influence with a snake and they called that snake a viper. Then of Then The illustration in the book was from Psalms 143. You can write it down because we ain't going there. Then it gave another illustration of a donkey. Stubborn. I ain't gonna tell you, because we don't I ain't gonna tell you what it said in my book, but it calls you that other name. <laughs> but the stubbornness of a donkey, you can go to Job 11 and 12. Another illustration it gave was about cruelty. You can go to Daniel 7 and 5. Another illustration was a dog. It's uncleanliness. Proverbs 26 and 11. Then it got down to a fox. Cunning.
1: Sly. Slick.
0: Luke 13, verses 31 through 32. Then it said, a leopard. Oh, a leopard, Fierceness. Ain't no fear in it. Huh? He'll do whatever. He'll, come on somebody. He's already ready for the attack. Daniel 7 and 6. Oh, then he got down to a sheep. Uh-oh. That's supposed to be up, don't But the illustration saying we're full of stupidity. Isaiah 53 and is 6. Oh, then it took us back down home where we came from. It said, he, the illustration was a pig filled in this. 2 Peter 2, verses 22. Then it said we were like a moth. It's appetite. Ah, oh, Sometimes our appetite just gets away with us, though. not huh? Sometimes we got an appetite for this, or we got an appetite. For, we got all kind of different appetites, except for the Word of God. Come on now, Joe. Leave. It was two and eighteen. Might have been twenty-seven and eighteen. My heat started running out, so charge it to my my prim. Amen. Amen. So, it gave you a lot of illustrations about what the actions, these were the actions of us. These were the actions of man. What what we act like before God. Let's go to lack of faithfulness. Hmm. Lack of faithfulness. Sometimes we own, Sometimes we are. Come on now. You got to be careful what you put before God. Because God is a jealous God. It is required to love the Lord God with your all. Come on somebody. And he said also love your neighbor as yourself.